Lamb Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. All right. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University Beers with the Brewers. Back after a, a few week hiatus here, um, Adam, one of the co-founders here this week on the podcast, we have Eric Hafner. Hello. We have Meredith Miles. Greetings, everyone. And Director of Brewing Operations, Chris Helderman. Hello. Representing the brewers here on Beers of the Brewers. Last time I was on here, we uh, we did a live recording. I don't know if you guys talked about that, but uh, a little bit we, we touched had, on we it had a little some bit. technical difficulties, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, needed a b- break after that, and uh, excited this week two part episode. We're going to be talking about our new Hefeweizen verbal. Hef, yeah, is that is that correct? Correct. It's, I'm it's guessing the W has wor- a more like a verbal to the layperson, like but sound to, to the verbal. Um, yeah, so uh, we're we're saying this is a, a fruity, spice, hazy, and traditional uh, is how it tastes. Uh, we'll jump into that. We're also going to be talking about the return of Zaccarillo, our hazy IPA, which is tropical apricot or apricot for those out there that pronounce it that way. In is orange. it Zaccarillo or Zaccario? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Zaccarillo. Yeah, I think you got Zaccarillo. I don't think we say Zaccarillo. Do we, we say Amarillo? Yeah, whisper at the end there. That's a nice... Yeah. Or do we say Amarillo? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find we, we out. We say Amarillo. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So, uh, Chris, why don't you highlight this OG beer, this uh, verbal Hefeweizen? Um, I think this is one of the... I think this is the first half we've done, uh, at least in Big Batch. Um, so we always liked... Uh, the, the brewers like to do uh, classic styles and... Things that aren't uh, fruit added and all that stuff. Uh, we, we do a lot of plays on 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 uh, the classic styles, but tend to uh, do a land grant swing on them or a, a land grant play. But this one is a uh, is straight up uh, uh, classic. Um, so six percent um, and a pretty standard uh, wheat malt uh, pilsner and uh, carapils. Um, for the recipe, this is uh, our brewer Patrick uh, Patrick's beer, Patrick's recipe, um, and he we purposely fermented a little cooler than um, typical to get some uh, less banana and more clovey, spicy flavors. Um, uh, that's our that's our only take on it, as far as something we did non traditional and. Um, we recently brought this yeast in, and Dan's been uh, very excited about everything we've done with it. Everything's tasting great with it, um, so we're very excited. Uh, with that, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the beer. It's a little higher level of carbonation, um, but if you've drank uh, Hefeweizen's before, this is it. You should get some banana and some clove. Like I said, more clove and spice. Um, but it's a it's a yeast beer. Most everything you're tasting is from the yeast, and as it should be, uh, they are traditionally hazy. Um, and uh, if you get some chunky boys in the bottom, that is actually uh, that is actually too style. 
um, you may not get you may not get a ton with us because we we did put this through the centrifuge to to take a lot of that out. So, but yeah, that's verbal. This beer has me like rethinking my position on Hefeweizens. I used to always say that I never found a beer that I couldn't finish. I, I generally like all styles, but if I had to rank them, this would typically be towards the bottom for me in terms of uh, profiles. But this beer is really crushable. I really like this beer a whole lot. It's got me reassessing my take on Hefeweizens. There you go. It's delicious. I do have to say uh, a shout out to uh, Peace uh, Brew Pub in Chicago. Their top heavy Hefeweizen was a fan favorite between uh, Lauren and I and our friends when we'd go to Peace, which uh, has won um, small brew pub of the year a couple times at World Beer Cup and Top Heavy. Uh, has has won several uh, medals, including best uh, half of Eisen for uh, Great American Beer Festival and World Beer Cup. So that was a beer that we, we drank a lot of, so it's a style that I, I really like and um, just something we haven't done here. So I'm excited to have this, and I think it's a good representation of the style. Um, mm-hmm. Meredith is drinking out of our mini Hefeweizen glass, uh, which is probably, what, a 50-liter? Uh, I don't even know what Did you get a full size? Uh, yeah, pretty much, almost the full thing. I'm, I'm actually trying to follow the rules of pouring it two-thirds <laughs> of the way, giving it a healthy swirl so that I can So probably, like, what, 300 milliliters, something like that? I don't yeah, even know what that would. Not a fifty. That's probably a four hundred yeah. mil glass. Yeah. But so a twelve ounce. It's a twelve ounce glass. You yeah. can put a put a can in there. Looks picture perfect. It's got a little swirl on the bottom too, so it like kind of really falls in that glass in a really beautiful looking way. It's like dancing for you. Yeah, and we actually will have these glasses for sale in the coming days. We have two versions. We have the swirl version with the white logo, and then we have a fancier version with a gold rim and a blue logo on it. So Bavarian blue. Bavarian blue. Or Bavarian Hefeweizen. Very much, yes, inspired by the verbal uh, label that Walt created for us. Yeah, so what's the price on this? Um, the white logo... Uh, Hefeweizen glass is $8, and the gold-rimmed Bavarian blue-logoed glass is retailing for $12. It's a pretty good deal still. Yeah. I'm getting me one. Pretty yeah. good yeah. deal. So I think, uh, you know, this is a delicious beer. We've all weighed in on, you know, how, how we like to drink this beer. So the question that's on everyone's mind is, how crushable is it? How crushable is it? Start with you, Meredith. Um, I will say that... I found this, our take on uh, Hefeweizen, to be deceptively drinkable and crushable. Um, I expected it to be less of an ABV than 6%. So keeping and bearing that in mind, I could probably probably do four. Four crusher, all right. Chris? I think the uh, lessening of the banana cuts down Mm -hmm. on the perceived sweetness and allows for a bit more crushability. I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with a solid four. Four Crusher. All right. We're in concert, guys. I was going to go with four, and it's because of also that lack of... I feel like a a, a Hefeweizen 2 can give a lot of, like, that bubblegummy sort of flavor, and uh, that's not something that is uh, appealing to me all the time, and uh, this does not have that. Uh, So I could easily crush four of these. All right. Let's ring that bell four times there. Hey. We got a a four Crusher here on... uh, Almost beer. So, Walt uh, out skiing in the mountains. He may uh, he may listen to this. He usually doesn't tune in to beers of the brewers when he's on it. But uh, a little note from Walt that uh, he, he leaned into the beer name Verbal uh, and accentuated the swirls on the label. Uh, and it's a slight nod to the Bavarian flag pattern. But 
we used orange instead of blue on this. There are some other blue notes. Uh, but verbal is derived from the German word, word to swirl. Uh, and so we leaned into the proper way to drink a Hef. Uh, as Chris said, pour two-thirds of it into the glass, swirl the can, and then top it off. So hence, uh, hence the verbal. W- verbal, not to be confused with wordle. Or, popular. or verbal, as like, in a type of communication. Label. Yes. Yeah. It's a swirl like motion instead. How'd you guys all do on your wordle scores today? I haven't played yet. I boycott. I also boycott. boycott. Are I'm we a full it. boycott? No, trooper? we're not. No. no. All right. No. I, p- I participate. It's uh, communications director. You got to do it. Got to yeah. be in the know. Well, hopefully one day the word is verbal. Wouldn't that would that be, be that would be something if uh, that's six if it had six letters and isn't it isn't Wordle five, a five letter? Uh, I don't play. When they ex- when they extend it play. when they extend it to uh, six letters, this will be the shout out to word. Mr. Joe Chamberlain who always is trying to get us <laughs> to play. Uh, hopefully you did well today, Joe. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on on verbal? No, I think it's really good. I'm excited about uh, having a classic style like this on the shelf that people can try. Um, obviously, Absolutely. can pop down to the tap room as well, but I think it's great that people can pick this up in stores. Yeah, we could de- designate this as a LGU Langrand University classic style. I think we could. Yeah. We so Meredith and I actually had a conversation the other day as we were discussing notes on verbal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to look the the word verbal up, you might actually find it to be a noun and not a verb. Mm. So it is the noun swirl. Mm-hmm. So there is some slight, uh, we'll say differences. However, confusion. though, when you looked at, we looked at the, that we dove deeper as we would and found the definition of swirl that contained the word swirl, which is a, a big no-no normally in defining a word and using it in its own definition. But yeah. it was well, the act Germish, of swirling. Not so. German. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Germish. I think it's fine. Yeah. But just, you know, to head off some of those uh, angry people the, who the like to, the, the trolls. <laughs> We don't have any of those. Yeah, I, I think our I think our boy stopped uh, uh, adding us on Instagram. We had we had a we had a troll for a while that would comment on every single post, which was kind of funny. <laughs> 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 we, we don't need to name names, no, uh, no. but you know who you are. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the return of Zacharillo. Here we go, Hazy IPA. Uh, a lot of people's favorite of the styles we did last year. I think this is the one. Uh, I'll jump in before we jump into the beer. I know this is one that uh, was, I think, Walt's first foray into the, the comic book character uh, Hazy IPA, uh, which had been followed by a few of the other um, ones uh, like uh, Kazaka Blanc or El Bravado. El Bravado. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are played uh, in their in their play on the, the the featured hops in these beers. So uh, speaking of featured hops, Chris tell us about mm. Zaccarillo. Zaccarillo, uh, if you didn't if you didn't figure it out from the last time we did it is uh, Azaka and Amarillo. Um, this was actually a working title, a working name that became a real name. Doesn't happen very often around here. Normally a working name becomes a name of some other beer. Yeah, or the inspiration for the name of some other beer, um, mm. but yeah, it was uh, it was kind of. I, I think this is one of the coolest labels and like the comic book thing. I think it was really cool uh, choice that that we made Walt made to to kind of lean into that a little bit, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think that the um, I believe this is referential to like the pop art of Roy Lichtenstein in terms of the. Um, 
kind of stylization of the comic realm of things, and I think it looks really cool, and I think, as Adam said, it, it really uh, teed up a nice series of beers that we did these hop sort of mashups and, and likewise followed sort of comic book suit with the, with the brand design. I'm still waiting for the comic book that, that features all of these characters and gives me more of a storyline, but hey... That maybe may, that's what that'll Walt's, have to wait. Maybe Walt's working on that during vacation. Yeah, like, probably. In Sir, between hitting the slopes. I'm sure of it. I'm sure he's <laughs> he's working very hard right now. So, yeah. But this guy, uh, 6.8% alcohol, um, very close to what it was last year, uh, I would assume. Um, and then we use uh, just uh, just our standard silo malt, craft uh, two, uh, two row, and some malted oats in there. That's where the haziness comes from. And um, you should be tasting uh, some pineapple, apricot, apricot, uh, orange, and uh, one of our favorite, one of Dan's favorite descriptors, uh, juice box. Mm -hmm. Mm, Juice Um, box. And and it. Oddly enough, when you say juice box, referring to hopefully, I think so. Not juicy juice. No, uh, not juicy juice. Juice. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, no, this is... This is high seat crowd yeah. here, I feel confident yeah. in saying. Yeah, better be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it from the president. <laughs> and somebody was fired after today <laughs> for not being a high C guy. Well, I'm a yeah. big Juicy Juice fan. <laughs> what? <laughs> get him out. <laughs> um, but no, this is a... I get a, I get a good punch of the uh, pineapple and apricot on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll so tell yeah. you, this is one of the most aromatic of all the uh, totally juicy agree. or hazy beers we've done. Even just out of this straight tasting glass that we're drinking it out of, getting a, just a ton of the, the, the juicy, fruity notes off. You know, the pineapple really stands out. Peach ring. It's kind of like... Ring uh, that bell. My mom used to buy that. My mom used to buy this. Uh, that doesn't sound right, man. Mom used to buy this uh, cake from I think it was either Sam's I think it was Sam's Club and it was this like pineapple uh, orange cake uh, like and that's exactly what this uh, smells like. There you go. I mean, yeah, if a beer can recall like sort of like those early memories of uh, yeah juice boxes mm-hmm. and fruity, I mean, that's a good thing in my opinion. It's almost like nostalgic in a way, but like an adult nostalgia. I love it. It's I great. love the fact that I can enjoy the beer before I even taste it, mm-hmm. like being able to really pull out those aromas through is, is really nice. It's nice and like full bodied but still like drinkable too mm-hmm. and I like that. It's a beautiful color. Nice haze. Well, it's good having, One of my favorites. having these two on an episode together because again the throwback classic Hefeweizen which was about the only hazy beer you'd want to make back in the day to now uh, you know our, our hazy pale ale right here or hazy IPA I should say um, they 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 look very similar, but taste nothing alike. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And you know, as as Chris pointed out, the verbal, the flavor and aromatics, uh, the majority of those are derived from the yeast, and and this is a great example of um, all the flavor and ar- aromatics for the most part in Zaccarillo are derived from the hops, so. I think that's why I appreciate the name so much. The fact that it's a mashup of two hop names and it's such a hop forward in the sense of what you're pulling from it is is a really nice touch. So way to go, back of the house, coming up with a brand that made it all the way to the shelf. Well, and I'll just hit on the on the haze again. So back in the day, half that haze was all yeast, which is why we have the directions on the can of how to pour it. Um, whether or not that's actually applicable to this beer today, 
um, is up for argument, but the haze in Zacharillo, Zacharillo comes from, um, you know, proteins and stuff from the malt and may or may not be interacting with stuff from the hops to make the haze. Um, that is widely up for debate in the beer community. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, it, the, the Zacharillo haze is not from yeast. I do know that for a fact. That's a fact. Fact. That's a fact, Jack. So, question that we have for everyone. Again, favorite question here on the podcast. How questionable is it? How questionable is it? Is this uh, after we have had the uh, four werbles? Or, uh, <laughs> nope, nope. You're sitting down. No, right, right, right. No, 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 for sure. It's a fresh day. You're why don't getting we, ready why don't we... maybe for the, the, the basketball tournament coming up here next mm-hmm. week, maybe the Big Ten tournament this weekend, watching the Purdue Boilermakers, or uh, maybe you're an Ohio State Buckeye fan or some other sort of basketball fan out there. I think there's not that many other schools participating <laughs> this year, potentially. Who knows? Uh, Adam, want to do reverse snake? Order, you want to start us off with your crushability? Yeah, I'll start. I can start. So, I'm wondering if I, this is always funny, uh, got to pull the tapes to see where I was on Zacharilla la- last year. <laughs> I'd be but curious to know. Check yeah. the tapes. But right. even though we're throwing, a little, uh, we're, we're throwing almost a full point of AVB, ABV compared to verbal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the four. I'm going to mm-hmm. stick with the four crusher. I think 6.8, I can crush responsibly. Uh, if I'm here at the tap room next Thursday, you'll either find me. Actually, next Thursday, it's going to be 65 plus and sunny, so it should be a good time to be outside watching the games. I think uh, uh, that's, a, that's called the Segway. We'll be mm-hmm. talking about that mm-hmm. later. Way to tee but, it up. Uh, otherwise, I'll be, uh, you'll find me at the corner of the bar with my laptop watching all the, uh, the NCAA first, and first round action here in the tap room. And I think I could crush four responsibly. Uh, throughout that, uh, at least the afternoon session, and then uh, take a nap, and mm-hmm. and then keep, crush get again. after it for the for the for the for the <laughs> evening session. So four, long winded four. Yeah, my I I, I, I have, I'm not going to make any sense here, but uh, I'm going five on this guy. I mean, it makes no sense. There's uh, it's higher ABV, it's more full body, it's thicker, and I'm going to crush five of them before. I, hey. uh well, you already mm-hmm. said that the Hefeweizen was not necessarily mm-hmm. your sure. style sure. of choice. So, and, but, and what I like yeah. about uh, the old Zaccarilla here is that it, uh, it retains a lot of like a good some um, some great IPA notes too. It's not just these uh, fruit forward things that we've been talking about a lot, but it also has some. So there's some resin in there. There's some pine in the back, and and I like that too. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush five of these responsibly, of All course. Right. All right, Chris, I'm gonna go with a four. Just a straight four. And then I'm going to ask if there was a chimpanzee riding on that Segway. Mm. For a throwback. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> because that was the Explain first thing that popped gonna, in my gonna, head. We're going to cut you off before yeah. that fourth. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you get that reference, you get that reference. If you don't, you're okay. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to edit that part out because I don't get it. I'm just kidding. I won't do that to you guys. There's an old YouTube video and there's a chimpanzee who might or might not be riding on a Segway and there might be a song that's associated with this. A Segway someone, people mover. Yes, a, yes, a people mover. And uh, yeah, and it was a, I don't know, a viral video back in the day. Back in the day. I'm not saying it was good or bad, it was just a thing. <laughs> it was there. It was a thing that people it was knew. A thing. It was like right. most of the internet. All right, Meredith. 
round us out here. What do we got? Well, it's funny because I actually can understand exactly where Eric's coming from in terms of when you put these in contrast to one another, no way should you come in at a five when you gave verbal a four. <laughs> but I think, uh, I don't know, 6.8, though. I think I ha- responsibly I'd be at a four. A little more irresponsibly. I might be higher, but i got to stick to the four. So. I think it's just the, the, uh, the juicy flavors, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I can crush four juice boxes, no problem. Why can't I crush four grills? The, way, the no way I taste, when I, when I sip on the, the verbal, I feel like it's a little lighter. Like, it's deceptively a little bit. But this one, with its body, I feel like I need, I need to pump the brakes. So what is that average of? 4.25. Four Carry the two. So this reminds me of a, of, of a Dan Schaefer. You have five of these and you wake up three hours later on the couch <laughs> and you're like, oh, I guess I should go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it. Although that beer garden weather coming, well, not today, given we had flurries today, but that beer garden weather coming down the pike is uh, very enticing to test the crushability scale. So, so here's my question. Who do you think Zacharillo is? Is that a statement? Is this a person in this comic book? Or is, is this person just going, oh, Zacharillo? So to me, and I've actually thought a lot about this, but to me, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I've given this way too much thought, but it's actually the appropriate amount. Is, uh, this is a character who just saw some, he saw Zacharillo, much like uh, the character of Zorro, swinging and swashbuckling, and he's thinking to himself, that person, that person's called Zacharillo. Okay. See, I, I think it's so you're you're uh, it's, it's uh, an observer yeah, yeah. because you're it's, a, it's a thought with, bubble, not a. Quote. You're, you're going with the fact that 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 you, the double L we're going that that this is a uh, Hispanic character uh, in in the in and he's a Zorro like character. Maybe he's maybe he's yellow like Amarillo, uh, right? Isn't that is that correct for anyone that took Spanish? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's like a, he's he's wearing like a Dick Tracy type. Costume, but he's also he's like, a, he's like a he's like a combination because this reminds me a lot of Dick Tracy. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure does. So it's yeah. like a Dick Tracy, Zorro yeah, yeah. mashup, and that is Zacharillo. Well, I will say within the brand ethos of Zacharillo, whatever you want to call it, Zacharillo, um, we do talk about a reference to the two-headed Zacharillo as far as the Azaka and Amarillo, two terrifyingly tasty hops. Uh, that are favorites of the brew team. Oh, so you they, think they, it's a monster. They come together to form the two-headed Zacharillo. So oh. I would, I would. Agree, it's like the chupacabra. <laughs> I would agree with Eric's assessment of the actual label in the sense of somebody has spotted something and mm-hmm. is thinking in their mind, "Oh, there it is." But I would argue that we've. We've painted, at least in its first rendition, it more as a monster. Now, is that, is that actually canon, uh, or has, you know, or can we, uh, to the story, or is this canon, some nice. of the, like, uh, these, the, the, what, what were they, like, the Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. and all those Star Wars things that were made non-canon uh, once Disney took over? And so in this scenario, I'm Disney, and so I might change. You're kind of like where Eric's going, but mm-hmm. uh, Chris, what's your what's your take on, uh, so on I, the label? I mean, I whoever whoever is on the can, they are in direct opposition to who or what Zacharillo is, mm-hmm. and so I often thought it was a like a, a, a character, and I like to go the opposite way. So this person is. An evil character. The, the person on the can is is the is the quote unquote bad side. 
he's the bad. The the, the person on the character, the yeah. And Zaccarillo would be the person who foiled their plans. Like mm, ah, Zaccarillo again. Yeah, exactly. Because well, Zoro, like, like like Zoro, I would argue yeah. Yeah. Zoro would yeah. be a good guy. So I think I think we're it's I think they. Right, I don't know. I didn't. Well, yeah, no, I've never is, watched any of the Antonio Banderas movies. The Antonio anything, Banderas, so. Mask of Zorro, uh, yeah, peak yeah. '90s stuff. I, there, I, I, it's it's good I've never seen any of those. Oh my uh, goodness, you so I couldn't tell you if Zorro is a good or bad guy. But I really love that the, the Zaccarillo could be like the Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is fantastic, and so I think. I think uh, you could make this like uh, the anti-hero Chupacabra. And this could still be an evil fellow upset that the uh, Chupacabra, who's actually serving for good. This is Roy Lichtenstein inspired. Isn't the uh, character in uh, Knight's Tale called Sir Oric von Lichtenstein? That's a deep cut that I, I can't now, speak a to. Nice tale is not a deep cut. It's Heath Ledger, man. That's like <laughs> yeah, early two thousand. It's about Lancelot. Yeah, that's a, it's about jousting in the uh, medieval times with the Queen soundtrack. It's amazing. If you haven't seen this, movie. Meredith, this is I haven't. You're right. You haven't seen Night's Tale. No, I haven't. Oh not. man, that's good. That's good movie. Yeah, anyway, that's good movie. All right, Meredith, what was your what was your uh, were you going to make another thought on uh, old old Zachary? I think I think we've we've teased it out enough. I think we're okay. <laughs> well, and, and I guess the question is: Is it only Zorro because of the Z? And you know, you got that. Well, but the Z and the O. The, the, uh, the one note I will say is that I do think that there is an interpretive difference if you say Zacharillo versus Zacarillo, or you make it a little bit more. Maybe you just got to whisper it and in, say it quick. In See, in this, this is what I'm kind of getting in, like developing in the. The space cowboy Kazaka Blanc mm-hmm. falls into this kind of uh, Zorro character. Fits mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. great yeah. into that into that whole story of um, the you know Kazaka Blanc. Now Kazaka Blanc was the hero. Is that uh, would we it was, agree? I, with I that? would say it was interpretive because it was a sort of a space cowboy duel type of vibe, mm-hmm. and it was from the perspective you were the person part of the duel. We or didn't is, see the is second that the, ca- person. Is that the name of the story? Kind of like a mm-hmm. film noir. If you're listening to this and you are uh, inspired by our conversation <laughs> to draw up a comic tale, uh, I think that that should be submitted. I'd like to see Absolutely. a Langrant series of comic characters. I think that'd be awesome. Comic books would be mm-hmm. and, and even if it's an MS Paint and you're not as good as Walt or just Kranz, um, you know, you got some kids, get some Crayolas put together. I know Chris is going to probably do this when he gets home. Uh, Break out, break out the Crayolas, and uh, see what you can come up with. I love it. It'll be a lot of fun. We can, uh, and then it'll. uh, You can submit your 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 designs to um, Meredith at Land Grant. Yeah, Yeah. send them right over, guys. (laughs) Actually, just send them, DM them to us, and then that makes them extra shareable. Right to Walt. He probably hasn't even listened to this. So if you get if you get a couple, oh yeah, yeah. send them all. He's just going to be at landgrantbrewing.com. Yeah, send in your thoughts on what (laughs) these characters are. Uh, Don't how, forget El Bravado too. Yeah, El Bravado, who, who is a, you know, he had a very and, ominous and, and presence. El Bravado is bringing in the multiverse of <laughs> this <laughs> uh, because you know he's kind of more of you know we yeah, Walt has alluded to he's unhinged uh, like that this podcast. Uh, El Bravado was inspired by uh, Doom, Doctor Doom, Doom, yeah, Doctor Doom, not MF Doom. But Doctor Doom, so well, it's all kind of the same. MF Doom was yeah. inspired by Doctor well, Doom. There you go. And, yeah. Well, and I think Kazaka really Blanc can like Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, um, oh man, dropping well, the name. All right, 
All right, I'm going to say right now, this has nothing to do with Marvel Comics no. or, or any sort of we Disney property. We have no affiliation. No. No there is no reference. This is just Chris's thoughts. Yeah, but just like uh, <laughs> how, how um, oh, Star-Lord kind of brings in that Wild West uh, gunslinger mentality, yeah. that's like where the Kazaka block comes in. And you've got Dr. Dr. Doomish-inspired things. Or, I think or, it's, a, uh, or, or you have Han Solo. you got a lot of these yeah. uh, spaghetti. It's our spaghetti space western. Um, Hmm. I love we'll it. It's going it deep here. I love mm-hmm. it. Well, you can tune into our, our new podcast, <laughs> uh, Land Grant. Uh, LG and, Multiverse. And, and then part of the multiverse, you got Mr. Stax and, and Lemmy Let me from sl- Lemmy Space yeah. Bass. Yeah, they're, 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 the, they're, they're having their own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is probably a crossover Take it on the skull session. Yeah. Yeah. Take, it, take it slow, Coconut makes a way in and slows mm-hmm. things down. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Balloon Hands, he just messes it <laughs> all, all up in there. Place. He's just yeah. all over the place. Who is this guy? Yeah, who is this guy? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, enough enough about enough about the uh, the the upcoming um, comic mul- series. Yeah, mul- multi part movie, comic series, all that. Uh, we do have a lot going on here as we're trying to will this weather back to what we had this past weekend. We're sitting here now. It's like I don't know, thirty five degrees. It's Meredith said snowing it earlier. Yeah, it yeah. snowed. It was seventy five <laughs> degrees on Saturday, so it's ridiculous. Welcome to Ohio. But nothing new. We got us. a lot going on. So Meredith, filling in for Walt. Filling Take it in away. for Walty Keys. Um, so Friday tomorrow, if you're listening to this in you know freshly released time frame, is Franklinton Fridays, which is our neighborhood wide celebration of art. Uh, throughout the, na- the Franklinton neighborhood, and we are really excited. Every Franklinton Friday, we release a benefit beer that showcases local art in some capacity. And historically, it's been a lot of artists from the community that we can show different types of mixed media or paint or whatever it might be. But this week, um, we are releasing one in conjunction with uh, the National Veterans Memorial Museum, our Franklinton neighbors. They have an exhibit coming up called The 20-Year War that actually opens to the public on Sunday, and it's a really powerful um, storytelling through photography um, of some of our our, uh, veteran men and women who endured our 20-year war in the uh, global war on terror. So um, photographer Bo Simmons took portraits of each of these. Um, I think that there's, it's based on a book and there's about 71 veterans featured in the book. And then the uh, exhibition at uh, NVMM will have 20 of them kind of on display very large. So we're really excited. Uh, Bo and the co-authors, Dan and Tom, will also be here on Friday to kind of celebrate uh, the release of um, their book. Their book released in September and then uh, the exhibition opening on Sunday to the public. So come on down. Uh, Franklinson Friday is always a great time. You can peruse all of the different galleries and the different shops that we have here in the neighborhood and then stop in and check out the amazing label that we have that features some of our brave men and women who again uh, sacrificed quite a bit for us in our freedom. So it's a, it's a really powerful label and if you get a chance make sure you stop over to um, National Veterans Memorial and Museum to check out the exhibition because it will be there till October. So plenty of time to go see that. Yeah, I, I usually don't like to break in during events, but I I, I really want to call this out. We're very, we're extremely honored to be able to showcase this and, and and use our you know it's always great to use our our platform mm-hmm. and the beer labels to to uh, partner with local artists here. But this is a very powerful uh, mm-hmm. message. I think a lot of people. Um, you know, really, really uh, showcases uh, our partnership with the National Veterans uh, Memorial and Museum, and um, and it, it's something that 
um, it's it's a real honor that they they're working with that mm-hmm. us on that that you know that that um, that we can help bring some light uh, to something that has been a uh, a very polarizing part of our American history mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and it's definitely something that is in our conversations with them. It's it's so um, interesting because the way they describe what they do over at the museum is uh, they it's storytelling through art. That's how they would at the very core of it define it. And sometimes we don't think of art in that sense. So the opportunity to align them, you know, as a neighbor in the community in the Franklinton community, and then also we're so lucky to be able to host um, several veterans on Friday as well who will be in town for the opening. There's a private opening um, on Saturday, so we're really excited to have them down. And again, it's a really it's a really powerful exhibit. So if you have the opportunity to check it out, we we certainly uh, suggest doing so. Yeah, the piece that I think you know we've talked about it in the the, the episodes where we've had General Ferreter on and uh, and and talked about those those beers and the partnership in the past is it's not it's not a it's not a war museum. It's not about. Uh, any specific branch of the military it's about the people it's about the veterans and uh and and again that this is a um we're extremely proud to be be part of this and and everyone should come down and check that out absolutely and then saturday uh we've got the columbus crew back at home against toronto fc the match starts at 1 30 and i know for a fact there is no tailgate that typically would be held in i think the grandview area is that right adam yes so um as a result We've, we've got a tailgate suggestion for you. Come on down to the tap room. We open at 11 o'clock. Uh, Ray Ray's begins serving its barbecue at 1130. So come down. You can park. Um, it's a, what, a 25-ish minute walk? Yeah. And we he, say? Even Maybe though a scooter ride. Opener, I, I, I scooted even though it was. it's going to be a, even colder than that one. And it was 35 degrees for yeah. the home opener. But. You know, you put a you, you wrap put a, that scarf you around put your a face. Zacharillo jacket on, or maybe put, yeah. maybe a massive <laughs> coat. You see can what scoot happens. right over in about about ten minutes. A Just be careful where coat. you're scooting. Uh, some of the scooters don't have uh, authorization <laughs> to be on some of the trails on the way there. So. And then that night, Saturday night into Sunday, we spring forward. So while we lose an hour of sleep, we do gain an hour of daylight, which is a very welcomed thing. A fair trade. Um, So as a result, uh, also worth noting, as we're saying goodbye to winter, we are also going to say bye to our winter beer garden. Our igloos, last day for igloos will be this Sunday. I think we're pretty booked up all the way through, so... Um, if you head down to see us next week, there will be a, a massive flip going on as we work to break those down and bring you a more traditional summer-style beer garden um, in time for hopefully those those uh, March Madness games on Thursday. Yeah, I, I feel like if this was a visual medium, there would be an opportunity, and I'm not going to ask Eric to do this, but a kind of like a sad montage. Uh, I kind of have this like feeling of loss of mm-hmm. all the effort that went into the winter here at Land Grant, and we appreciate everyone that was able to come out. The winter at Land Grant season was a little shorter this year. We learned a lot for next year to be uh, better than ever, be able to have the ice up a much longer time, probably. Uh, we're, we're shooting for late October through March. I'm actually talking to the ice rink people uh, to hopefully uh, secure that. But I, I, we, we really appreciate everyone that uh, was able to come out, and the feedback we got was tremendous, and, uh, and, 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 and it's, 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 been, it's been a wild winter for us. 
Yeah, I think that one of the things I've enjoyed the most through this winter is the wide range of people who've had the experiences out in the beer garden too, knowing that we were still kind of in the throes of in and out of pandemic stuff and everybody wanting to get outside and feel comfortable when it's still cold out. It was just a really great haven for, you know, young and old alike. So uh, really looking forward to having everybody come back down and see us in the warm months, but then looking forward to bringing those back in better than ever with some with a little bit of a trial and error out of the way i think we can really uh nail winter beer garden season next year already looking forward to it hate the cold weather but man <laughs> we did so good this year that mm-hmm. it was so much fun and it was definitely a, like a destination place mm-hmm. for people who've never even been to here before and, mm-hmm. and made an effort to come down for it it was awesome and i'm really looking forward to next year too guys you guys crushed it changed changed our views on the winter time absolutely well, Absolutely. So, like I said, uh, Thursday through Sunday, you can always uh, catch Ray Ray's here. The award-winning barbecue starts serving at 1130. So whether you're looking for lunch or looking for dinner or something in between, they've got you covered. Monday is actually the, uh, I believe it's the Euchre League Championship Tournament uh, Monday night. So that will be wrapping up here soon. If you haven't played, that's okay. All all that the uh, league standings, uh, all the league uh, previous scores only go towards seeding the bracket so if you're a brand new player you can come down you'll just have a lower seed and you know hey the first year there was a team that came out of we it was double elimination and their team came out of loser bracket and won it mm-hmm. uh mr joe chamberlain and, and yours truly <laughs> kept all those gift certificates not, no, we, not that everybody's yeah. keeping track mm-hmm. or anything sounds a bit suspect and mm-hmm. then on tuesdays we're excited uh we have travis hoisher back in the uh tap room and eventually back in the beer garden for pop culture trivia uh, usually gets started around 6.30 p.m. And what's fun is he's doing a sub-theme every week where there will be bonus questions at the end of all six rounds that have one consistent theme, so you can do a little brushing up before you head down and hopefully compete for the, the top prizes. This coming week, it will be March Madness, appropriately oh, madness. so. So find your March Madness, madness. trivia get yourselves ready and you can um, score some of those bonus points. Obviously on Tuesdays we also welcome Tortilla Street Food for Taco Tuesdays. Um, and then most importantly, the biggest thing I think there is to tease. Well hey, can I can I take this one? Do you mind? Because yeah, I, I, I think, this is kind of like my, my soapbox here. I think you deserve it. We should not give a date. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Next week on Beers of the Brewers, a lot of our... Uh, Friends out there have been asking for this. It was the topic at our uh, live uh, questionnaire uh, back uh, at the anniversary party mm-hmm. and the anniversary party prior to that. And ever since we kind of uh, put this beer on the shelf, and um, well, we'll say that it's the only green beer you should be drinking. We're hoping it'll be out for St. Patrick's Day, but. It's the only green beer you should be drinking. So tune in next week and find out what green beer we're talking about. What green beer we're talking about. Ooh, leaving them on the cliffhanger. With that, you're probably already going to drink that because uh, uh, <laughs> this is a uh, th- this episode uh, would be coming out next week. We'd probably be uh, recording this the day before. Mm-hmm. My sister's birthday, March 16th. Wow. Coming out March 17th, so... Hey, everyone out there, thanks for tuning in this week. Appreciate you spending time with us uh, through this double feature, talking about uh, our, uh, our, our thoughts on these amazing uh, designs and comic book characters. Um, look forward to seeing everyone down here. Hopefully we get some better spring weather. Come watch some basketball. And uh, happy Buzzard Day, everyone. 
Absolutely. Happy buzzer day. Happy buzzer day. Happy next, buzzer uh, Cue day. the sound effect. Next, uh, <laughs> 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 next Tuesday, Ides of March. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Tip your bartender.